0: Hey guys, it is time for another Society Nine podcast, the last one of 2016. This is Lynn. And this is Megan. We are going to spend some time with you today sharing some of our wins and loss I shouldn't say losses, some of the learnings <laughs> that we Opportunities have. Opportunities for uh, growth. <laughs> yes, uh, from 2016. Um, it's been a really crazy, exciting, challenging year. And especially since, you know, I. I launched Society9 last year in February from basically kind of a haphazard hoop dream. And it's been, you know, we've been kicking it for almost two years now, which is crazy. But um, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, Society9 is the brand for the fight in every woman. And we make the best boxing and MMA gear for women by women. So Megan... (laughs)
1: How do you feel about this year? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess uh, the biggest thing to tell everybody is we kind of wanted to do something different. Instead of having a guest on the podcast, we wanted to take some time just to kind of reflect because, right, that's what you do in the last week of the year is think back and have a glass of wine, and no, <laughs> which we're not doing because it's like 9 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, but just to kind of give ourselves a chance to to see how far we've come in the year and to see, I guess, look back at our community and how much it's grown. So with that... And say thanks. And to say thanks. And I think, um, yeah, it's just been, a, a cra- like Lynn said, a crazy year and, and there's a lot to think of. And even when Lynn and I were kind of talking about what we wanted to talk about on this podcast... It was kind of like, oh, and then this happened and oh, and then there was this. And so it's really it's cool to take those chances or take the chance to, to think about these things because, you know, we don't often get the chance to slow down and think about it. So on that note,
0: I should also say that we were a small team. And so more often than not, we have our heads down and we rarely get a chance to give you guys a real behind the scenes look of you know what's happening Uh, with us whether it's at our warehouse or us doing a photo shoot whatever we do our best to put it out there but again as a small team sometimes our heads are in the weeds so um, this is a way for us to share with you again those learnings (laughs) as well as some of the wins that you may have seen online on social media and whatnot Um, but also talk about how awesome it felt to experience those things so OK,
1: so the first thing that we thought of that was just if we we're going to be like, OK, what are some of the things from the year? The first thing is, what is your favorite memory? Like when you think of the in- year in review, what are some what's the first thing that like pops into your head is that was crazy or awesome or insane?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Oh, man. I think for me, it it comes down to it's always related to customers in some way, um, customers or our athletes in our communities. So. Um, two experiences in particular. One was the start of our brand ambassador program. So for those of you who, who don't know, um, our brand ambassador program is one where different female athletes, um, trainers, influencers within their various combat sports communities, um, or maybe not even combat sports. In some cases, our brand ambassadors are CrossFit trainers and instructors, um, strong man competitors strong ma- strong <laughs> woman yeah strong woman competitors um, when we when we launched that and the amount of uh, applications that we received um, of women saying like I don't know what you need me to do but I want to be a part of this I think that was probably the most humbling experience because you know I started Society 9 I guess officially like before the Kickstarter launch I started it maybe two and a half three years ago now um, and I Conceptually, always wanted women to feel like they had a safe place to literally feel, be, and express everything. Um, and that's not just the soft, comforting, nurturing uh, side of femininity, but it's also the aggressive, the angry, the passionate side. And they're especially in sports. There's such a hard division between that, and it's like, why can't we celebrate all facets of that? So. The brand ambassador program is kind of a physical representation of that because all these women, they are literally diverse physically in in race, appearance, uh, skill set, um, backgrounds. Um, So they're diverse, but they also all celebrate the same ethos that we believe in which is that every woman that they teach or that they support um, within their local gym communities deserves that feeling too and so it felt like we automatically adopted this tribe and it was a really awesome feeling it was also chaotic because we were like okay so we have like we have these people we have what this do we pe- do with yeah them? <laughs> exactly we we're like shoot we can't biff this one because like yeah we're small and we're new but I don't you know I don't want to F this up because like I appreciate that they think that we're legit shit but we still have a lot to figure out so uh, but the best part is that they are along the ride with us and they are ride or die so a big thank you goes out to them because it feels like a little tribe and then on the other side uh, my other favorite memory is always when our customers surprise us so I think I think this one's raw because it's still current um, we've had you know we're still a small business and I'm really excited. And blessed that we have had really great demand for our buyer Boxing Gloves. Um, and we're still trying to figure out how to best optimize our inventory. We're still trying to grow at a pace that makes sense for us. And timing everything with all of that is a huge challenge. Um, and we've been so lucky that every single time we've had these inventory challenges, products sell out, you know, our shipment gets stuck in customs which is entirely out of our control even though we've done you know multiple shipments at this point with no problems you know it's like all these challenges that come up it always blows my mind how genuinely empathetic and supportive our customers are in this case we were so panicked that our shipment was held in customs again outside of our control and i had to email hundreds of pre-order customers Hey guys, your gloves are not gonna make it for Christmas. I think that day that I had to send that email, my heart was pretty much in a state, permanent state of collapse for that entire week. Um, I I'm still kind of in a state of collapse. I'm a little bit better, but like it's it's been really stressful trying to get the process moving along, uh, but also making sure our customers know, like you know, yo, we didn't forget about you. If anything, like we're just. It's gotten to the point where now where I'm literally trying to call whoever <laughs> to see who they can make extra calls to so that we can get our stuff out to you guys. So, yeah, I mean, a huge thank you goes to our customers who just are so ride or die, um, not only small businesses, but just like us, especially, and understanding that we are trying our best to grow and face challenges, but it they understand that it comes at a cost to them them potentially and it's a hard ask it's an ask it's an ask that I never ever want to do again although you know there's always growing pains but um I just can't thank our customers enough they're freaking awesome I'm not gonna cry <laughs> and, and scene
1: <laughs> um I guess when I think of when I think of the things that stick out to, to me the most in the year I, I can't remember if it was, like, your idea or my idea, but I'm sure it was, like, some talk over coffee. <laughs> um, but we, you know, we kept talking about how we wanted to continue to stay in touch with the community. And, you know, we're here in Portland, but obviously our customers are all around the world. And we we always tell people we're a feedback-based company and, you know, we want these relationships and we want kind of this you know, this, this group of women to always kind of engage with us. So we had this like weird, crazy idea. Like, what if we went to one of these cities where we know we have a community or where we want to grow a community and we just spend time with them? And I remember we told it to a couple of our mentors and they're kind of like, that is, weird and crazy and what's the point and um and we said well we're not really sure but we're going to figure it out and we have a feeling that it's going to work and so you and i packed our suitcases and we packed one suitcase full of like stickers and water bottles and and basically got our butts on a plane and spent 10 days in la training two to three times a day in whatever gym we We had
0: i think we had a four a day
1: I think we did have a four-day at one point. I think we did – we, like, tag-teamed it, though. Like, you went to one class yeah. that day, and I went to the other. And I I do remember –
0: Because we started getting chest pain. <laughs>
1: yeah. we. I remember, like – I remember I was about to start the Muay Thai class at Robot that day, and I just kind of looked at you like, if I survive this, I can survive anything. Um, but I don't know. For me, that sticks out a lot because that was kind of um, – it wasn't, it wasn't like businessy. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of like, why are you doing this? Um, but it gave us this awesome opportunity to just talk to women and to see how they are training and to see how, um, different gyms are interacting with their female athletes and clients. And that was really cool for us. And we met crazy women. I, I remember meeting one woman who has battled multiple sclerosis and she was talking about like how this helps her get past it and like just, you know, meeting women like this just in passing and and they open up to you in a different way just because you spent an hour sweating with them basically. And And just
0: because, you know, you ask. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not a competition. It's not anything. Like we showed up in these classes mostly obviously as trial students because we didn't we didn't live in LA but we would show up and not say anything about society, society Nine. Nine. no yeah i mean we were just <laughs> there to to sweat we weren't there to sell and you know just being able to ask women like what made you get started cuz that really is what drives us um is understanding what what drives a woman to get started because we know how intimidating it is i mean megan and i were both there at given points of our own journeys and it is really daunting it takes a lot for a woman to say you know what I have no freaking clue about this space but I'm just gonna try it because the worst case is that I don't like it and at least I can say I did it but then there's these women who started talking about how like to Megan's point you know yeah they've battled cancer or they've battled some disease or in some cases they battled an abusive relationship and this is the way that they get their power back I mean it's just nuts, like, the... the and emotion- it was everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. It was everywhere. It, it was crazy ma- stories. It, it didn't matter which gym, and it didn't matter if the woman was an amateur fighter or just a serious practitioner or even just, like, a woman who will never want to spar, but she just does the, you know, the boxing, cardio fitness class or whatever. It didn't matter where any of these women came from or what their skill set was. The stories were always really raw and deep, but, you know these spaces were their safe spaces and that was just i i personally always had that inference that that's ultimately what drives women to sort of show up and stay but just to be affirmed and to to really feel and connect with these women and let them know too that hey like we were in that place with you at some point in our own journeys we had our own reasons to be here and you know we're proud of you i think I think it's really rare, especially in this day and age, for women to openly and comfortably and genuinely uplift other women. So, you know, it was really critical to us that these women knew that we were there for them, genuinely. Um, and it's amazing to see how many stay connected with us. I think that's the, bi- that's a, that's the big win from that, is that women really, um, really felt our connection with them
1: yeah I get emails just people saying hello to me (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're like
0: wow I'm important
1: yeah just hey guys how's it going happy holidays uh happy new year um which is really cool and it's funny because I remember one time somebody questioned why we're so high touch with our customers and it was like well why wouldn't you be so it just goes back to like community and learning from you guys and Hearing your stories and you know sometimes it's as simple as inspiring us to keep trying and other times it, you know, your story might inspire us to come up with a new product or to better a current product and that's kind of like what we need. We're new, we're still learning and it comes from you guys basically, kind of guide us as we continue to grow. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it all started with a four-day in LA where I thought I was going to die.
0: I think I remember walking in because I was doing a Krav Maga class, like not even half a mile away, and you were doing the Muay Thai class. And I showed up after my class, and I said to you, "I'm getting chest palpitations," <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, I think my stomach is eating itself." But then you decided to spar anyway, and were you getting either knocked down somehow or like swept? and you like, were like nope i'm done <laughs> well they paired me with this
1: guy who i'm pretty sure he like was on his way to thailand to make his like debut his like pro debut and they're like here you spar with him in the ring and as soon as he started going i was like this why like <laughs> what in the class cuz you know it was like our third class of the day i'm sure it was anything but pretty what I did and they are like here you go with him and he's like he was probably like a 125er right. maybe smaller because he was not a big guy And I, but like you know you just know you like look at him you're like he's gonna destroy me <laughs> and immediately he did some like weird crazy like move to the some clink. Jedi
0: mind tricks and I was just like well we know how
1: the next two minutes of my life are gonna I was go sitting <laughs> and
0: I was sitting and watching and I remember just kind of giggling to myself because I was like Megan's gonna die <laughs> I was like we were both already in so much pain mm. and I thought she was crazy quite frankly because who's was, was, who was running that class uh David Huerta
1: way to go David thanks Sup, a lot homie
0: <laughs> at Robot Fight and Fitness
1: um, <laughs> I th- I'm pretty sure at one point I just looked at you you did you looked at me
0: <laughs> knowing that you made a poor choice because I encouraged you to join me in getting burgers now versus committing <laughs> but See, that goes to show you how committed we are. We stick, we stay, we stay the course, we stay the path. And that day ended
1: at my favorite place in Shaka Santa Shaka Monica. Shaka Shack. Shaka Shack. Auntie at Shaka Shack is my favorite person in the whole world. And both times we've been there now, she wears this giant crocodile gold necklace. Crocodile. Is it crocodiles or alligators? Because we had a long conversation with her once about the difference between a crocodile and an alligator. That's right. And how it pertains to her necklace. This lady, if you are ever in Santa Monica, I highly recommend going here. It's delicious. It's amazing, and especially after a four-a-day. It kind of, yeah, you kind of can't beat I it. I highly
0: recommend two chocolate milks and the shaka shack special, uh, with parmesan garlic fries. Yeah, parmesan garlic <laughs> truffle truffle, truffle fr- right, fries. It has
1: all the trendy all, foods in one. Right. Um, yeah. That that day definitely does. That that sticks out in my mind in particular of that. Oh god. I know. <laughs> So what's,
0: what's next on your list?
1: Um, favorite, I had one more memory I wanted to say. Oh. Um, and it kind of goes off of, I'm piggybacking you. So I guess it's kind of repetitive. Sorry guys. Uh, was when the first time we got all of the brand ambassadors in one room together, we had our, ones, yeah. yeah, we had our very first class of brand ambassadors, what probably in February of this year. Um, it was really cool cause they all are from either Portland or Eugene, Um, I think we have a couple in Washington too, right? Kind of like that weird border, Mm -hmm. like Vancouver. Um, sorry guys, I'm still learning Portland. Mm. Um, and we got them all together and it was just such a cool experience to see all these women who are so different, but so similar at the same time and just kind of vibe off of each other. That was a really cool moment. I feel like it sticks out in my mind a lot. Got some great photo ops. Mm -hmm. It was great for the Instagram. So, yeah, eh, that's my, probably my other big memory. The next the next bullet point is what is your favorite, like, event that we took part in this year? Because we did a lot of events. We did a lot of things.
0: Um, the one that sticks out in my mind was um, we were the apparel sponsor for um, Haymakers for Hope, which is, for those of you who don't know, Haymakers for Hope is a Boston nonprofit that raises... Um, funds for cancer research and survivorship. Um, they're based out in Boston and they um, basically organize USA boxing sanctioned um, amateur events um, for the purposes of raising funds. So their fighters sign up, they go through a full three to four month training camp um these fighters are typically uh first timers meaning like they've never competed ever before so it's really cool to see the transformations of these people um but the organization itself is really incredible i highly encourage you to check them out haymakers for hope um because they've raised in their they've only been around i believe for five years and they've raised over six million now for cancer research and survivorship so they're they're an incredible group but Anyway, we were the apparel sponsor and it was it was just amazing to see these 28 female fighters. So we sponsored specifically Bells of the Brawl, which is their female only fight card in October that they hold every year and it's um specifically to raise uh, funds for cancer, breast cancer research. And um I think there you know there was something very exciting and kind of awe-inspiring for me personally, obviously, cause society nine is my baby, but it was cool to see like society nine on the giant screen at the house of blues in Boston. And then people asking me like, Oh, what's society nine? Like it, it was just really, it was really cool to be aligned with such a great organization an amazing event that raised, I, I think it was nearly or over $300,000, um, between these 28 female fighters who raised, um, money through pledges for their uh, for the event. So kudos to them for the great work that they do. And also kudos to them for letting us be a part of their circle because um, it's really impressive what they do for the cancer community, as well as giving um, specifically the female fighters, you know, a platform to really have a taste at what it's like to do a training camp, but also taste competition and see if it's for them. I know talking to the co-founder, Julie Kelly For some of the women, it like unlocked or unleashed this competitive hunger. And now, you know, some of these women are looking for new competitions or new fights. Um, And for others, you know, it's their one and done. But it's that that one experience that changes their life because they see what's capable within them. So I just I love all the facets of Paymakers for Hope. So, you know, really excited to hopefully partner with them again next year for another event. Awesome. (laughs) What about Gloveworks? I love
1: that event. That was super fun when we went down to, again, went down to LA another time. Um, we went down to Gloveworks for, what What was the title of that? It event was again?
0: called, um, well, so they have a, uh, for those of you who don't, for those of you guys who don't know, Gloveworks is a uh, boxing gym down in Santa Monica. Um, great community. They have both private lessons and group uh, fitness classes. And um, they have an facet of their brand is that they um do some sort of like fundraising for a cause every month and the month that we participated in was their hashtag they use a hashtag called fight for so hashtag fight for empowerment and specifically it was for women's empowerment and they partnered with girls inc which if you guys aren't familiar girls inc funds programming for young girls in um, marginalized communities uh and these programs are specifically focused on everything from uh you know, actual mental, physical, and philosophical uh, empowerment, as well as you know, entrepreneurship classes and workshops for these girls. So um, we were really excited to partner with them because of that that organization in particular. And so we um, sponsored some uh, goodie bags for everyone, and we participate with another great brand called Chill by Will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool because all these people gave up time on like a mid. Saturday afternoon oh, I think it was or Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Mid-Sunday afternoon to do um a class and there was like 50 people. Mm-hmm. Um and it was so much fun and and I think that it was it was really cool to see how many people w- not only signed up for their first class as that event um but you know they wanted to stick around like they wanted to sign up for more classes. So, you know, it's amazing what a little taster um a little taster class can do for you in terms of opening your eyes and for a good cause too you know it was definitely well worth it for those those people as well as Gloveworks so we were really appreciative that Gloveworks you know wanted to ask us to take part in that
1: and we got our butts handed to us by Chris Camacho again oh.
0: God. So, <laughs> so for
1: those of you that don't know, Chris Camacho, is uh, he's a trainer at Gloveworks. Uh, he's also a brand ambassador of ours. The and one and only male brand he's ambassador. Our, he's our <laughs> only male ambassador to date because um, I believe it was the 10-day Hell on Wheels gym tour that it we did. It was, yeah. We, and I want to say Gloveworks was one of our last stops, and Lynn and I were like... So over it. We were <laughs> tired inching to the finish line of this tour i mean really enjoyed it but we were kind of dying i'm pretty sure i got i got sick that's right i got like i got like creeping death i know i was like
0: sharing an airbnb with her and sometimes (laughs) had to share a bed or share a couch or whatever and i was like i'm not only going to physically die but i might die if i catch whatever she's creeping death
1: yeah but we i I remember we were sitting at Gloveworks the first time and we're, like, wrapping up and our gloves are sitting there and all of a sudden Chris, like, wanders up to him and he's like, I've seen these gloves on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And and, and we were like, wait, what? Who, us? And because at that time, again, you know, we, we didn't go into these places saying, oh, well, we're Lynn and Megan from Society9 and we're here to take your class and judge because that's obviously <laughs> not what we're doing. And sell you gloves. Yeah, and sell all the gloves. So it was so cool, though, because he... And he immediately went off on this. So, so Chris is a dad, and Chris is also, um, he's also a husband, and he loves his girls. And oh, yes, he does. And he basically he said, "Oh, I've seen those gloves before, and da da da, and I love what you're doing, and you know, women's empowerment is such a great thing." And he just went off, and I just remember because we walked into that class thinking like, "How are we going to survive?" And we walked away basically because of this conversation with Chris. Like, "Oh my God, that was great." And so he basically saved us and um, (laughs) saved us from ourselves that day. Um, And so that's how he became our first and only male ambassador. As of right now, um, we are always open to other male ambassadors Mm -hmm. if they share our opinions um, and our mission. But uh, it it was so funny. And I just remember that event. He was like, I feel like he was picking on us a little bit. If our lunges weren't low enough or our squats weren't low enough, he was definitely calling us out more yeah. than everyone else. So thanks, Chris. He's A little
0: bit of a bully, but that's
1: okay. Yeah, a little bit of a bully, but we'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he yeah he's an interesting cat that Chris Camacho because he, uh, you know, he has a really diverse clientele. I mean, he's he coaches Daniel Cormier, um, who is one of the UFC current champions right now. Um, but he also you know private trains everyday women. Um, his, the women that he coaches are everybody from moms to even older women. Like he has got a client who's in her sixties who loves training in society nine gear. Um, and that's what we love about, you know, people like Chris, again, male or female, but specifically with Chris as our one and only male brand ambassador, you know, he really, um, shares the same values and philosophy that we have about how important it is that, not only do women uplift women, but it's also critical that men uplift women too. Um, in not only this sport, but, you know, in creating safe spaces for women to feel like they can even try it, but also keep going. And he's such a strong proponent of that. I mean, to his credit, probably because he's a devoted husband and, and father, but but he too, you know, in seeing the transformations that his female clients have experienced, you know, he's he's committed to keeping to continue to push that um, philosophy and that creating those safe spaces. Um, he's a huge ally in that way. So shout out to Chris for being a dope homie. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay. Rapid fire.
1: Oh no. Highlight reel. Give me three moments to stick out in your mind. Okay. I know
0: one of them. Okay, so th- wait, you want three, three. Okay. Uh, Kickstarter fulfillment because it was just that me was 2015. And you. No, it was was? January. It was January. It was like the very beginning of this year. Okay, fine, Um, you get it. So Kickstarter, (laughs) um, one one is a selfish one for me, but um, when we got written up in Forbes, because I remember in college I always said I want to be in Forbes, and that shit happened. So that was like a personal just win for me. Um, And then thirdly, when we saw our gloves during open workouts um, on Michelle Waterson just a few weeks ago. she she and Paige Van Sant headlined one of the top UFC on Fox uh, cards in history. They, like, made the, the top three in terms of viewership. So kudos to the women. Not only that, but that night, uh, Leslie Smith and Irina Aldana and Michelle Watterson all took the... Um, performance and fight of the night bonuses so the women swept that one which was just dope so even if we played the world's tiniest part in any of that it was just really cool to you know to be there to sort of metaphorically be there but you know we were there on Michelle's hands during the open workout so I've always dreamed of seeing our gloves somewhere in the UFC so the fact that Michelle trusts our gear is a huge honor for us that we don't take lightly so thanks michelle she's also a kickstarter backer so kudos and shout out to her because we literally wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like her who literally put their own dollars um to help us start this company so i'm gonna add to that i just have a couple extra Okay, well you haven't done your top 3 so I know.
1: Well you took a couple of mine. Oh, sorry. So, thanks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um the other one I wanted to add is even though I wasn't there when this happened, uh this moment really sticks out and it's a proud moment and I'm assuming it is for you too when we got our MMA gloves approved by the Nevada State Athletic Commission because you were
0: there. You were there holding down the fort while I <laughs> here flew my Portland. ass to Nevada
1: <laughs> hoping for the best. In short notice, but man, like that's pretty the Nevada State so people who may not know Nevada State Athletic Commission is is one of the toughest um next to California and to get things approved by them is a really big deal um, to get things approved by them when you've had product for about 2 weeks is insane um and and especially when you're doing something new and uh you know Lynn had this vision to make things that fit women and that perform better than some of the stuff on the market specifically for women and that's that's pretty crazy and awesome so that's really cool that sticks out to me um, and then this is this is like a really cheesy one uh, so i'm i do i do Muay Thai that's it that's all i do but i We'll never forget the moment I opened the box with our golden white MMA gloves.
0: <laughs> she <laughs> was s- really exceptionally excited. It's like, Megan, you know what these look like? And she's like, I know, but. <laughs>
1: They're just so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why, but like, because I think, you know, that was we, it was a sign of our products expanding and what we could offer our community expanding. And for some reason, when I opened that box, I was like, ooh. These are good. It almost makes me wish I did MMA.
0: It's like the gold, like illuminated the entire room when she opened it. She like gasped and I looked at her. and I was like, what's wrong? Because of course I'm like always preparing for things to go wrong. So she opens like the the shipment box and she was just like, they're so pretty. So pretty. I just looked at her and rolled my eyes, but it was pretty cool. They're they're
1: really pretty. Um, (laughs) Okay. So those are, those are the only two I wanted to add to year three because the other, you already took mine. So, okay, so that 's it. Two thousand and sixteen it 's almost over we 're almost done. What does our community have to look forward to in two thousand and seventeen? Lindley
0: um, gotta make this good. <laughs> no, we do have a lot of fun, exciting stuff in the pipe, so new products for sure are coming. Not going to tell you what, but they are coming. I'm really hyped about that. Um, I think the second biggest thing is that you know we 've been really fortunate to have had a lot of interest from other um, gyms and pro shops who are interested in carrying our stuff either because our awesome customers or Instagram followers or whatever have asked them if they're ever going to carry Society9. So don't worry we're coming slowly but surely we are coming so. And if you don't have it in your pro shop tell them to reach out to us specifically Megan because she's the she's the den mother of all that so um (laughs) so yeah we're really excited to be in more neighborhoods next year like that's a given um so just keep a lookout and especially if you want to see your pro shop carry us or if you want to know more about how to get us in your pro shop like reach out to us we're happy to talk through what we offer and how we go about it um because, yeah, we, we want to be in your neighborhoods. Um, we're excited to announce more brand ambassadors. So, you know, for those of you who either aren't interested in applying and uh, ever being a brand ambassador, but also wanting to understand where the brand ambassadors create value for you, is our goal was to create a, a tribe, of, a group of people who share our ethos, but also are leaders within their own communities. Um, leaders meaning not only are they... Um, influential as well as supportive of other women who are trying to get into the sport um, or to learn self-defense but um, we wanted to make sure that other women who are interested in getting into combat sports felt like there was a reference point for them to even get started so you know when you come to our website and you go to the brand ambassadors page you can see you like oh who's in Boston and it's like well you've got Andrea Garecki or you have Allison Kamen um, and those are two women that you can without a doubt reach out to ask, Hey, where do you train? Um, you know, what is it like to get started or, or whatever? And these women or men, in the case of Chris Camacho are happy to be resources for you. Um, and so, you know, we're excited to expand our brand ambassador program cause we've we have new people really exciting. Um, and then lastly, you know, we're going to be participating in more events, participating by either by way of sponsoring or where we might do another gym tour next year. Um, and we're really excited about that because there's nothing we love more than to like we meaning literally Megan and I. There's nothing we love more than to actually be in your community and train alongside you and hang out. Um, Doing what we love to do, which is train, of course. So um, we're really excited for that. Um, but yeah, you never know; crazy, crazier things might happen. Other brand collaborations might be another one too. So um, yeah, just keep a lookout. It's been a crazy, weird, and awesome 2016, but 2017 promises to be even crazier, weirder, and even more awesome. And <laughs> seen. No. And seen. <laughs> So, yeah, thanks for, you know, thanks for believing in us, guys. And thanks for just going along the roller coaster with us, Um, especially if you're a customer or if you're just a loyal listener and a follower and you're waiting until your current gloves rip apart so you can buy one of our pairs. Um, Whatever the case may be, you know, we just are really grateful to have you along and hope you stick with us uh, through next year and beyond. Yeah, thank you. In good health. Don't beat yourself up, by the way, about New Year's resolution season. Do you. We'll talk more about that in our next podcast. Dun, dun, dun.